You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Well, now my next guest, Mike Bradley, has had a very, very interesting life. He's He's been in the world of business, uh, working in partnership with uh, organisations, some of them very big, some of them smaller, uh, partnering in all sorts of different ways. And then for about 30 years ago, he was very much involved with IT. Uh, and uh, certainly I, I could do with a bit of IT instruction myself, but you, you were operating at a pretty high level in IT when you were doing that. That was a wee while ago, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I, I was a systems engineer when I was pretty technical then. Um, that was a few decades ago. And was this in the days whenever you have to have a whole room to have uh, have all there of There you the, go. Yeah. yeah, you remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, I was doing networks and operating systems and that sort of thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, in my early 20s, I was sort of flying around Europe sorting out problems. So that was uh, quite fun and quite challenging. Now, talking about challenges, you, you had challenges right at the beginning of your life. I think you were just a couple of weeks old. And your very life was challenged. Uh, I guess you can't remember too much about that, can you? I, I don't. No, I'm, I'm going on, you know, what, what I was told. But, uh, yeah, basically, I, I think I had some sort of stomach problem uh, when I was born. And so I was, uh, I was hastily dedicated in hospital by um, Francis Dixon, who was at Lansdowne. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so that there was a bit of doubt as to whether I survived, and obviously I did, because here I am a few decades later um, still sort of fighting and so not too, so not too great. Preserved for a purpose. Um, well, well let's about. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, faith has been a very important part of your life. Were, were you brought up in a Christian environment? I was, yeah, yeah. My mum and dad uh, were Christian, or still are. Well, my mum is still around. And she's a Christian, and yeah, they're both Christians. And I had an uncle who was a minister, a brother-in-law who's a minister, and involved with the church. So they were the good ones, and I ended up being a little bit more of a black sheep of the family, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but here I am, you know, still standing. Yeah, well, the, the, usually the black sheep are the most interesting stories to tell. You know, <laughs> so tell us something about your faith journey. When, when did the obviously you, you go to church with your mom and dad? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And when did the penny drop for you? Uh, I was only young, actually. Um, I. I think it was, uh, well, it was 1971. And um, it was, I suppose it was a situation where I didn't want to feel I was separated from my parents. So that made me think about, you know, death and what would happen then. Um, And uh, that was when I said, well, I need to find out what this is all about. And uh, then I, I used to go along, even at that age, I used to go to the evening service. And one evening service, I think it was a baptismal service, actually. Um, and Francis Dixon was speaking. And I thought, well, this, this is what I want to believe. This of course, is Francis Dixon, for people who don't know, he was at Lansdowne for quite a while, wasn't he? But I think he was, it was 48, 48 to 76-ish, I and, think. And he was a renowned Bible teacher, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was quite a character, actually. Yeah. I think... Um, I've a feeling he used to be part of a dance band, you know, jazz dance band before he came into Lansdowne. Yeah, um, so, so, so maybe yeah, he, was he a had black character. Sheep as well, Mike, he could have been a black sheep, couldn't he? Well, the, you know, there you go. <laughs> see, I mean, that, there's there been a few stories in the, in the Bible about people like that, hasn't there? You oh, know, absolutely. Well, know, the Bible, even Moses, for example, yeah. and uh, you know, I guess in some ways that. that oh, there's a part of all of us which is a wee bit dark, isn't there? And, uh, yeah. and, and but thank you that Lord changes us. <laughs> yeah. So, so sorry, I interrupted you. So, so what what was it that made you 
come to that crunch where you said, no, no, no messing about. I really want to have Jesus in my life. Yeah, well, I think I think it was principally realizing that the only way to have eternal life was to believe in Jesus and and to have my, you know, my sins forgiven uh, through Jesus and the, and His shed blood. So it was as a result of that and that service that I felt I wanted to become a Christian. And I always remember the song that was at the end of the service was that one, Oh Happy Day," which I think was Francis Dixon was quite a favourite. Um, but yeah, and and I went and saw him. My mum took me to see him during the week, and you know he prayed with me and all that sort of stuff. And that was, I think, it was August '71. Mm-hmm. You got a very good memory for years. Well, I wrote it down. It was written down actually yeah. in my Bible for many years. Fantastic. And even at that young age, did you have aspirations about <clears throat> what you'd like to to do in terms of university study or, or career that sort of thing? Not really. Um, no, I don't think I did. Um, I mean, at that time, of course, you know, technology and computers was nowhere near, you know, people of school age. Um, you know, we were still working with the abacus by comparison. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, I mean, it wasn't until I think it was about 78 when there was all the talk about the microchip. And um, Jim Callahan, I think it was, who signed off and said, well, we've got to adopt it. And I thought, well, this is interesting. And then I did um, a computing course at Dorset Institute, now Bournemouth Uni. Um, and that was when I touched my first computer. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess yeah, I seemed to be quite good at it. And I went from there. So It's very often the case, isn't it? Some of us have got a, a, almost like a, a natural aptitude for certain things. Yeah. Other, other of us could run a million miles away. In fact, I've got friends now who, although they're mature in years, well, they wouldn't even look at a computer. They're completely technophobic. Uh, there's, quite yeah. a, there's quite a lot of us like that, aren't there? Well, there is, but I, I've always been of the belief with technology that you can, you can do so many positive things with technology. There's always an upside and a downside. Mm. It's more about how people use it. Um, so there's always been a, a potential to do great things. I've always believed you could do whatever you want with tech so long as you've got the budget right um so it's like always talk at the moment about artificial intelligence uh well it's sort of always been there in my opinion mm. it's automated intelligence and we've had that for years it's the ability to use technology to access vast data banks and process it remarkably fast um and and that's automated intelligence. There's nothing artificial about it. And for you, what was it that really attracted you to that whole computing field? Was it the technology? Was it what could, what you could do with the technology? What was I, it? I, I, yeah, I don't think the technology per se is what fascinates me, is how you can apply it, and particularly how you can improve communication between people. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, I, I then went, into technology and worked for a, a big American computer company who were producing this newfangled idea called email. Um, and I remember doing a demonstration where basically we were, or I was showing how you could add a spreadsheet to an email and send it to a machine in Australia. Mm. And I went onto that machine in Australia, tinkered with the spreadsheet, and then sent it back by email to the other machine in Slough, as it was at the time. And this was like, wow. 
wow. You know, this is the wow factor. But it took a full 10 years before people realized the concept. So I was involved with that at the beginning. And then I got involved with uh, video conferencing, audio conferencing, this stuff called web conferencing, which we now all call Zoom, you know. Well, um, yes. I mean, where would we be without it? I mean, COVID put us on a firm footing to be able to use that technology. Well, exactly. And, and I've been saying for many years that, in fact, I went and saw an MP back in 2005 and said we should all be doing more of this remote working Mm -hmm. because it gives you so much more freedom where you work and quality of life and all the rest of the stuff. Um, And so I was presenting that, you know, to from right at the beginning saying we should be adopting this. And, And actually, I think we're at the stage now where probably in 10 years time, most people, if if they're not working in a factory or whatever, but most people working in office-based professional roles will be doing hybrid work. I was very interested to read an article uh, about you, actually, in, oh in Dorset Biz News, <laughs> which, of course, you edited for a while, didn't you? Uh, but it says, how would I like to be remembered? You know, what, are, what would you like to have on your tombstone? And you said, would you like to be rem- remembered as a source of encouragement and support in every situation now why did you reach that conclusion of all of, of your life's goals and as you look back on your life mm-hmm. is the encouragement of people and being able to support people is that the number one for you i think well i think it is my primary goal is to try and be an encourager um i, I read a book back in the 80s written by a guy called Pe- Ken Blanchard called The One Minute Manager. And it's a very brief book, mm-hmm. but it's it's all about how you can get the most out of people, the best out of people. And the way you do it isn't by clubbing them over the head. It's actually by giving them encouragement. So there are sort of phrases in there like, you know, help people achieve their best, catch them doing something right, yeah. you know, and things like that. And that for me is... It's been fundamental to working with people and companies and partners and things all over the years. If you want to get the best out of it, you've got to actually encourage people and and make it positive. And I guess that in the world in which we live, a lot of people don't really feel value, do they? Uh, I guess that many people feel as if they're a a number. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I guess, you know, in in big business, in the world of big business, I mean, it'd be lovely to be able to say that every employer puts their employees at the number one position. But of course, very sadly, that is not always the case, is it? No, it's not. And, And unfortunately, some of the larger companies, the larger they get, the less people become important. I actually wrote an article, I don't know if you saw it on online, but uh, said, said about avoiding corporate AAA, which is uh, asphyxiation, amnesia and arrogance. Mm-hmm. Um, asphyxiation being you've gone so high in the clouds, you know, so high in the big company that you've forgotten what, it's, what people want to breathe fresh air at the bottom. So going to talk to customers, talking to employees, finding out what should actually be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was one of them. The uh, amnesia is you've got, you know, the, the company is now so large that what you're actually doing is spending your time looking at spreadsheets 
um, but actually forgotten that they're made up of customers. So customers come last, yeah. employees come last, and arrogance, well, says, says it all. And, of course, here we are in the season of peace and goodwill to all men. It's very interesting, you know, because uh, one of the things I've noticed, particularly with people uh, who have been delivering parcels through our home, and there have been loads of them. I have four kids, and they have our home as the delivery depot. Uh, but it's been lovely, actually, to, uh, to be greeted by the people, whether it was Amazon or the Royal Mail or different people, smile on their faces, beaming all over, cracking jokes and so on. That there is something about this time of year which which turns which brings the very best out in people, doesn't mm-hmm. it? I guess also it brings the worst out in some people as well. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And uh, I think the nice thing, I mean, having travelled a fair bit, more than I ever thought I would in mm. business, you know, I've, I've been very privileged to go to all the European Different countries cultures then, yeah. and India. I did a yeah. lot with India. They've all got festivals where there's a positive aspect like Diwali and mm. places like that. So I think everywhere in the world there is there's a desire for people to have this positivity yeah. that is generated around for us the Christmas New Year season. And, and I th- you know, the other th- part of that is actually when you look around the world, we're all pretty much the same. You know, at the end of the day, we want food on the table. We want people to love us. We Security, want a roof love, on our yeah, heads, yeah. over our heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so we're not so different, actually. It's the, it's the differences that make us interesting. Now, of course, as well as being, I guess, a high time, a really brilliant time for many people, there are people who, well, to be honest, this time of the year is quite the opposite. It can be real hell for some people, you know, for all sorts of reasons. It might remind them of somebody they've lost, perhaps something that's happened in in their families and so on. It could be many and one different things. Now, you're not a stranger. And before I play your first piece of music, you're not a stranger to challenge, are you? No. um, Your first track is Larry Norman, Shut Down, but why this one? Yeah, well, I always loved that song. Um, and, and Larry Norman was, I suppose, one of the first musicians, Christian musicians I heard, who was doing what I would call rock music in Christian rock. Um, and of course, you know, at the time, um, way back, it was not so popular. And there was lots of connotation, oh, this is too much like the world and stuff like that. I, I, I used to play the lead guitar and I wasn't welcome to play that. Um, and so I associated with that. But also parts of my life have been severely influenced by things where, you know, basically other people have said things, misappropriated the information that I've given them. And that's lead leads to uh, people sort of slandering you, basically. And, and of course, that's not easy. And, and I, you know, I suppose the same was true of Jesus. You know, people said things about him that weren't true. So I'm in good company, and they said the same things with David and lots of other people. In the, so how did you, I mean, I mean, I know in your case, it, it eventually led to, to divorce. Yeah. Uh, that, that must have been an incredibly painful time for you. It was horrific. Um, I, I, I never wanted to have a divorce. You know, my parents have been together forever, um, and I never wanted to have that situation. But it's when there's an atmosphere that's uh, not based on reality, you know, and perception is truer than fact, unfortunately. After a while, it's just like, well, actually, maybe I just can't win this battle. Did you read Ephesians when you were going through this 
challenging time, that particularly the part where it talks about we don't ever have a problem with people. Mm. Uh, we have a problem with what controls people, uh, with principalities and powers, the Bible calls it, or, or the demonic, uh, mm. actually, would be another title for them. It is quite an eye-opener, isn't it? Because I guess that most of us, when we have challenges and problems in our lives, we tend to think that the problem is the person with whom we have the problem or who's causing the problem, or in your case, mm. bad-mouthing you as they were doing. Mm. Uh, but of course, that's not really where our problem is. Our, our, our problem really is higher than that yeah. in the heavenlies. Did, did you discover that truth way back? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, well, a bit... A bit like we talked about technology, how it can be used for good or bad, and um, relationships and challenges in business. There's always, you know, um, and particularly with the situations around the world, you know, Ukraine and the Middle East and places like that at the moment. What is behind this? Is 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 it motivated by good or evil? Mm. Um, and um, so, uh, yeah, I think we're very much, and particularly if if we're Christians, we're in a spiritual battle. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, the de- the devil's looking for ways to catch us out, trip us up. Although, do you think that the average Christian is aware of the fact that we are in not just a spiritual battle, but we're in a fierce spiritual battle? Yeah, I th- I think I think it's very easy not to see that. I mean. If you have, when you've travelled, you see more of it, mm. um, I think, and it's, you know, to some extent, here we are living in a wonderful part of the south coast. Um, it's a cosy place. If you've never been anywhere else in the world, worked abroad, or mm. seen the, the, you know, the poverty and the and the issues that people have across the world, mm. uh, then I think sometimes you you think was. Well, you're more interested in having a fight internally in the church with somebody who disagrees with you on a particular minute eye issue when actually there's massive problems. Well, shall we play your track? Yeah, go for it. So, Larry Norman, shot down. Perfect. Well, Mike Bailey is my special guest today, and and that particular track there from Larry Norman, Shot Down, reminds uh, Mike of a time whenever, well, people weren't saying very nice things about him, and unfortunately he went through quite a messy divorce, very painful time. How did you survive it? Uh, I think my dad was always very uh, positive, and he would always say, you know, keep looking forward, keep pressing on. Um, and I think as well, you know, having having my faith that, you know, may is a great leveller um, and being able to r- remember the stories and the verses that I learned when I was young w- kept me at the worst. Were you times. able to, to come to the point where you could forgive? Because that's how, very hard, isn't it? Yeah, you can forgive, but it's difficult to forget. Hmm. Mm. And I, I don't. I think the forgetting is is more difficult. And I suppose that's particularly true where people have been very much sinned against, because there is a sense of injustice. There's a sense of anger that arises from mm-hmm. that, uh, and yet. 
you know, the world is full of injustice uh, and is full of people not being treated fairly or properly. Uh, and sometimes uh, even good people lose their voice, don't they, sometimes? Mm. Did you find that? Yeah, I think that's true. And um, I think it's, it's sometimes, well, that there's a lot of conflict because it's, well, if can I say this? Can I not say this? Who will support it? Who's going to be against it? Some people feel that they can't be, they can't say what they really feel because they might upset the another person that's um, they don't want to upset as yeah. relative or something. How long did it take you to go through the tunnel, the dark tunnel? Uh, well, uh, I mean, I've still there are still challenges related to it. So still, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's not over. Raw ends, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think for me, it's an ongoing thing, and and I suppose for me, that's I just have to keep believing that actually one day God is going to sort it out, and there's going to be you know there will be justice one day. Well, it comforts me actually that uh, the Bible says that the things that are done in the dark will be brought into the light. Mm. Uh, the, the light will shine brightly and the darkness will be exposed. Mm. That will be quite a terrifying day for some people, won't it? It will, it will. And But in a way, uh, that's a terrifying day for all of us. Mm. And um, the, the judgment. <laughs> you know, and, uh, so none of us are any better or worse than anybody else mm. is my view on that one, which is why I think, you know, we all need yeah. we all need God and Jesus in our lives. Yeah, and I suppose that for, for us as Christians, because we've been forgiven so much, as you quite rightly said, Jesus was an innocent man and, and he led down his life. Thank the Lord he took it up again to mm. give us. Uh, but, but, but of course, uh, I was once thinking, you know, about uh, salvation, you know, being, being in a right relationship with God. And I felt God saying to me, Blair, you know, it is not your right uh, to have a relationship with me. Mm. It's a gift. Yeah. It is a gift of grace, yeah. uh, which you, sir, uh, decide to accept or not. Yeah. Moving slightly on, now, I know you're starting this exciting new group about chatting with men. Mm, uh, that's it. And we've just touched on one one area of of challenge and so on. Yeah. Of course, there are many many others. What is, what is it that's led you to start this new group? Is it starting at Twynham Church, isn't it? Uh, well, we're we're running it at, Twy- at Twynham. Uh-huh. So yeah. tell us about. Why it's come about? Okay. Uh, Well, I guess having been through some of the shot-down challenges I've mentioned to you Mm -hmm. made me realise actually there's not a very good support network for for blokes, for chaps. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we we tend to be a bit superficial when we talk to each other. How are you today? Oh, fine, fine. Yeah, or it's, you know, I'm not a football fan, but it's like talk about football. Well, we didn't talk after yesterday's match at Bournemouth, wouldn't it? Well, apparently. I noticed they're doing very well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought, well, actually, maybe I'll start sort of keeping track of how they're doing again now. If somebody wants to give me a ticket, I'll even go along. (laughs) (laughs) I I do remember many years ago, I was at the... The, uh, the Bournemouth match where Ted McDougall scored nine goals. I don't know if you remember that one. But, I, uh, so, I, I, yeah, I've been to Bournemouth in the past, and that was quite an amazing yeah. game. But you're quite right that, that guys, I guess, that, uh, let's be honest about it. I suppose if you ask the average person, how many really deep and meaningful relationships do you actually have? Mm. We know people, but we don't really know them mm. because it's all pretty superficial. Isn't that the case? I, th- I think of it a bit like an iceberg for for a lot of blokes mm-hmm. you know i mean basically 
you see the top of the iceberg and it all looks smooth and everything else. What you don't see is this huge lump of ice underneath mm. that you cannot see. You don't know what's going on. We've all got it there. There's always stuff there. Or, again, like a duck. You know, a duck going on the water and it looks all nice and cosy and smooth. furiously underneath. (laughs) There you go. And and I think a lot of us blokes are like that. Uh, You know, we have major challenges in our lives. We have, you know, business, personal, financial, health. All sorts of challenges. And I suppose and, that we're not really supposed to show emotions, are we? <laughs> well, being British, of course, you know, stiff course. up a lip, oh, yes. don't, don't show that piece. <laughs> you know. but, but that made me think, well, actually, and, and again, about this encouraging each other. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, Jesus said, judge not, they be not judged. He didn't judge people. He supported and encouraged them. And, and so the whole concept of the Chap Chap Cafe is the idea that actually here's a place that you can come and just have a coffee, have a croissant, have a chat. If if you make a relationship, and it's open to anybody, you know, it could so, be anybody in the area for, for the one for uh, Twynham in Christchurch, of course. I've also got the online group, which is there's yeah, a BCP and beyond group, and I've set up a global one because there are blokes everywhere that need to be on the chat and chair, and yeah. sometimes it's so online or when, whatever. when's your, your inaugural meeting? Oh, we've had one. We, oh, we do them. How do they uh, go? How do yeah, they go? yeah. Tomorrow, I've, tomorrow we've got the next one, um, and it's, strictly speaking, it's 8 till 9.30 a.m. on the mm-hmm. fourth Thursday of every month. Yeah. Um, but it tends to start around 7.30 because people have got to go sure. off to work or whatever. And is yeah. that at Twynham tomorrow? That one's at Twynham, yeah. Fantastic. And, uh, Open yeah. to anybody? Open to anybody. Um, and then, you know, there might just be casual chat or somebody might say something or build relationship over time. Mm-hmm. And then they might think one day, well, actually, you know what, I'd really like to talk to that person because yeah. I, I think they're the sort of person I can relate to. So your very first one that you had, were you encouraged by the guys who came along? Um yeah, I mean, it's been small group yeah. up till now. But doesn't but it need to be small, though? Because if it was too big, people would be intimidated, wouldn't they? Well, exactly. And and I think because of that, you know, we're now getting six, five to six people every time. Um, and it's different people. And, mm-hmm. then, you know, some people can't make it on the way that day or whatever. Sure, but yeah. it, but it, it's a mixed group of people. It doesn't matter what they do or whether, what they don't do. Well, uh, you know, it's... It's really just about being there for each other. So is it primarily relational? And then, obviously, when trust is developed, perhaps people might want to go a little deeper? Yeah. Care, share, Mm -hmm. coffee and prayer, I guess. Fantastic. I like that. Care, you can make a song out of that. (laughs) You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Uh, now, if you're interested in going along to that chat's chap, it's just a group of guys getting together that can get to know each other and, and obviously share some of the pain, maybe some of those things that you guys, uh, myself included, maybe find it difficult really to talk to people uh, about. Now, that's tomorrow, uh, about 7.30pm at Twynham Church. That's on, on Barrack Road. Uh, that's the venue for this particular one. It's always on the fourth uh, Thursday of every month. They've had one session so far. For Mike, yeah, and uh, and whatever, but but pretty led back, is it? Led back, sorry, led back. Is oh it? yeah, 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 very chilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, no, nothing heavy, just for people to relax together. 
Um, maybe, you know, there is a pool table there. If you feel like getting beaten, I'm happy to beat you. Ooh, um, <laughs> that sounds very competitive, Mike. <laughs> no, <laughs> never. No, uh, apart from Wardle and Nerdle, which I also compete on in the morning, but that's course, another story. <laughs> and of course, you can have a nice, a nice croissant. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, you can have a chat with people uh, and just come or, along. Oh, whatever. Doesn't matter who you are. Could be bring along a golf buddy or a, yeah, a boating yeah. friend or whoever it is, you know, now, just a place to chat. Your next two songs are really really to do with the, the end of all things, the, the second coming of, of Jesus. Uh, I'm intrigued as to why you've picked two songs with that sort of theme. Um, do, you, do you believe we're in the last days? Uh, well, I think there's a sense in which every generation has felt that. Well, they have. Um, but, and that, uh, but, but could this be the generation? Of course. It could be any time, you know. And, and, and I think as you look, uh, the chaos that's around in the world today, mm. for me, I mean, particularly, you know, that other Larry Norman one, him to the last generation, it's sort of saying, well, actually, you know what, we need to look more realistically, look outside the box. Uh, you know, there's a lot of thought around, oh, well, you know, there's no reason to everything. Well, of course, there's a reason to everything. You know, it's like Ecclesiastes, isn't well, it? A time for everything under, under heaven. Well, well pe- people think we know all the answers. You know, the world thinks they've got all the answers. But how can we ha- have all the answers? We don't even understand the universe. We're, we're microscopic mm-hmm. in the universe. So, you know, it, I think it takes as much faith to believe that it all happened with a big bang as to believe that actually this is... This is all in the plan, mm. and one day there's going to be a new day, and and you know Jesus is there yeah. to actually, as it said in that song, take our hand and take us forward. Are you aware of what's called the Olivet Discourse? I, I can't say I it's am. Matthew twenty five and twenty six. Okay, is where uh, Jesus particularly talks about the end times. Mm-hmm. He talks very specifically and graphically about it. But, of course, one of the things that he talks about is wars and rumours of wars, all of those things. I guess in every generation there's been an element of that. But, of course, when we look at, I mean, just over the holiday period, that that terrible shooting in Dublin, a mm. uh, little boy stabbed to death, uh, and his dad, yeah. Gaza, and, and yeah. of course, Israel, mm. Russia, and Ukraine. Yeah. We are living, I think, don't you think, in, in unprecedented times? Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's an ugly time. And, and things that actually, you know, technology helped bring us together mm. in some ways. Now, yeah. You know, I've been involved in tech and the, the nice part was thinking, well, we can now, now communicate easily across the world yeah. with all sorts of people. Yeah. What positive potential there is for that. But the snag is, unfortunately, that the integration of different cultures hasn't been as simple as mm. and, and, and as pleasant as it could be. Like we were saying earlier, that there's very little difference between yeah. us at the bottom line, but if, if our motivation mm. is not positive, then it, it creates division. But of course, in the middle of all of that, you have the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, uh, so he, he said, fear not, for I have overcome the world. I will never leave you or forsake you. Mm. Uh, and I guess that you, your own experience, uh, you know, I mean, you're now happily married and, and, uh, and so on, but still the scars of things that happened in the past are, mm. you, you've been very honest and said that those things are still with you. But uh, I guess your faith and that 
that belief that Jesus would never leave you or forsake you must also have sustained you over these years. A hundred percent. You know, I don't, I don't. In a way, it's a miracle that I'm I'm still here and haven't said, well, you know, this can't be. It's not all been nice, but it's not all promised mm. to be nice. No. But one day it will be. You know, and and I think. You know, when I think of my dad's passing and I think, well, actually, there's always that people say R.I.P., rest in peace. Yes. But I always think it's actually relaxing in paradise. Mm. That's what he's doing now. Yeah. A dear friend of mine passed uh, uh, just at Christmas time yeah. and uh, she has very real faith. She was in a wheelchair. She had many disability difficulties that affected her speech and so on. But I talked to her husband yesterday, and I was just reflecting. I said, you know, she's in the best place ever. Uh, I think whenever, I love it whenever Jesus talks about the lion lying down with the lamb, and her, uh, we'll get new bodies, and all of these malfunctioning ones uh, will actually be repaired. (laughs) In fact, we'll have new bodies and so on. Let's Let's have a listen to Larry Norman, first of all. This is the hymn to the last generation. short track but quite a poignant one there mm. uh, but the, the Lord guiding us in, in another land and of course that land is the new heaven and the new earth we're going to go out with of course that wonderful uh, Andre Crouch song soon uh-huh. and very soon we are going to see the king have, have you ever dreamed about what it will be like to see the king well I think it's going to be amazing and I think what's going to be great is that all the you know division, discord, and disagreement is all going to be gone. Um, and who we are, where we are, what we are is not going to matter. Uh, we're all going to be united in an ama- amazing way that we'll never be on this earth because of the way we are. And and so I think uh, for me this is such a great song because with all the travel and the people I've met, and I just think well. There'll be people from all nations there, and we'll all be the same under God. Absolutely. And, of course, they, I guess, I mean, here we are at that time of year. We're moving into 2024. Some of us will be making New Year resolutions. Of course, we very seldom keep them. But I guess that the best resolution that any of us can make is to put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I guess that what we do with Jesus in this life affects whether or not we will even be with him mm-hmm. in what is to come. Uh, have you found that assurance? Because sometimes when you talk to some people and you say, are you absolutely sure if you die tonight that you would go to heaven? Now, you clearly are very clear of that. That Mike, and, and that that must sustain you. It does, and and I think you know our present affects the future, and mm. the future should affect our present. Mm. So as we, you know, my feeling is as we look forward to a new year, that we try and do the absolute best we can for our, ourselves, but for our fellow man and for those around us, because actually that's that's going to be such a positive, encouraging influence on the world as we move forward in 2024. 
Well, Mike, thank you so much for being my guest. I mean, Mike only gave me a ring, really through a friend, because he was interested in coming to join the Hope FM team. Uh, and, uh, well, you just came in to have a look around today. But we had an, in- we had an interesting chat, haven't we? Yeah, and, we have. Uh, and uh, will you come back again? If you'll have me, I'm sure oh, I will. I'll definitely come back with you. We can, we can solve the problems of the world together. <laughs> Perfect. Well, hey, thank you. Uh, thank you, all of you, for being regular listeners in 2023. This is our last community now uh, in the current year. We, we look forward to what is to come in 2024 with some amazing anticipation. I, I personally do believe that we are in the last days, but I'm not depressed with that. I've actually got tremendous hope and faith. We have got an amazing saviour who said not only that he wouldn't leave us, but also that he would come back again again and take us to be where he is Uh, my friends i would encourage you along everything else that you would do as we go into the new new year put your faith and trust in god and if you're not too sure well give some time to checking out the the wonderful things about this savior uh, that we do believe in anyway taking us out of this program uh, we're going to be playing andre crouch soon and very soon we are going to see the King. God bless you all. 90.1 Hope FM and HopeFM.com